You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Thursday, January 11th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, a little bit of news going on with the uh, with the Guardians uh, to, to update here. Today's a, a pretty big day in terms of uh, just getting, uh, you know, uh, housekeeping done on the roster. Uh, seven guys who are eligible for arbitration uh, need to have their, um, um, you know, Offers extended and, and, and accepted or numbers exchanged, uh, by 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, and then we see, uh, you know, uh, if they, they can come to an agreement with, uh, with these guys and, uh, get them all signed and, and everybody in camp or if they're going to go to any hearings. Uh, last year, uh, they, they managed to, to avoid having to go to any arbitration hearings. What do you think the chances are that, uh, they, they go, uh, seven for seven this year? Yeah, Joe, I think, yeah, they did go seven for seven last year, avoided arbitration with their, you know, eligible players. I think there's a real good chance they'll do that again this year. Uh, they've got seven guys eligible, uh, Shane Bieber, Josh Naylor, James Karinchak, Tristan McKenzie, Sam Henkes, uh, Nick Sandlin, and uh, Scott Barlow, who uh, they acquired earlier this off season in a, in a deal with San Diego for Aniel De Los Santos. Yeah. So, uh, really the, the headliner out of that is, is Shane Bieber, uh, MLB trade rumors, which does, uh, a, a, a salary arbitration projection every year, uh, at the end of the regular season, uh, says Bieber is projected to make, uh, about, uh, 12.2 million, uh, this year, uh, that's, you know, it sounds like a, a pretty fair number for a guy who missed a chunk of time last year, uh, but is obviously, a, a, you know, one of the best pitchers in the American League when he's healthy. Uh, with all the trade speculation, with all the rumors going around and all that, uh, what do you think that that it, it would it be more difficult to sign Bieber or does it make him easier to sign? Uh, because, you know, if they're going to trade him anyways, they, they can lock him in on a salary and uh, um, you know, whatever team he trades, they trade him to is, is going to know what they have. Yeah, Joe, it's, it's a starting point. You know, I mean, you get, you get the guy signed, you know, Bieber, uh, you know, was eligible last year as well. He settled without going to arbitration for like 10.1 million. Uh, you know, so he gets a little boost this season. Um, 
And, you know, I mean, so, so you get the guy signed. And if you, if the Guardians at some point do decide to trade Bieber, whether it's, you know, later this offseason or, you know, they could, uh, his new team could always redo his deal, you know, or give him an extension, you know, or, you know, you, you, um, you know, make a, make a deal in the, in, during the regular season at the trade deadline. And then that's probably, you know, a little tougher to get, to sign an extension. And unless a team really, really likes, you know, really wanted, has wanted Bieber for a long time, but, you know, then he's a half season away from free agency. So I think that would be a tough, uh, a tough extension to sign if, if you're Shane Bieber. I mean, the way it, it feels like things have been going with Bieber uh, this whole time, it, it sort of feels like uh, the same that it was with Francisco Lindor when when he was so close to, to to reaching free agency. It almost seemed like, you know, hey, I'll just keep signing, you know, whatever the uh, the arbitration number is in front of me and knowing that, you know, getting to uh, that, that time when you're, you're a free agent, you can uh, you can go ahead and, and negotiate on your own. Uh, that that's uh, so it's a totally different level there. So uh, it just feels to me like Bieber's, you know, wait, playing the waiting game, playing the long game here and, and wanting to get to free agency and, and seeing, you know, how much he can get. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's so, you know, these guys work hard to get six years in the big leagues, six full years in the big leagues. And, uh, you know, when they reach that point, then uh, they, they want to go out there and, and see what they're worth on the open market. So you can't blame them. You know, that's what they work for. That's what the basic agreement says. And, uh, you know, Shane is a year away. So uh, we'll see how this works out for him. Josh Naylor, uh, obviously the other sort of headliner of that group. Uh, 7.2 million, uh, seems like a, a pretty decent number for a guy who, who had by all accounts, a, a breakout year last year. Uh, and, and, and really the sky's the limit in terms of, you know, what's ahead of him this season, but where can, when, or can we expect, uh, that, that the club is going to try to maybe, you know, make the offer right now, uh, in, in arbitration, but still work on trying to sign him to a long-term deal, uh, before spring training. Yeah, I think, you know, that work is always going on, Joe, and if they're serious about offering him an extension and if, uh, you know, Naylor is willing to listen, I mean, he's two years away from free agency, um, you know, and like you said, he, he had a big year last year. He had 280, 17 home runs, uh, led the, uh, oh, I'm sorry, he had 308 last year, led the team uh, with 97 RBIs, hit 17 home runs. So he is, you know, he's in a pretty good spot. So, you know, even, uh, you know, he, he made 3.35 in 2023. He, you know, he could, he's going to get a bump one way or the other to, like you said, around 7 million this season. So, you know, he's, you know, he, you know, you get the one-year deal done and then uh, I'm sure uh, you know, they'll, they'll approach, uh, you know, Josh and in spring training and see if they can get something done as an extension. If, uh, you know, they get in a situation, obviously, you know, bone nailer is there bone nailer. They have control over now for, you know, five, six years, uh, you know, upcoming, uh, does, does, could that factor in or can they maybe leverage that, uh, to, to try and you, knowing that Josh Naylor is, uh, you know, wants to play with his brother and, and they could extend that period of time that the two of them, you know, play together. I'm not saying that he would take, you know, a, a haircut on a deal or anything like that, but 
just to get him to agree to want to to stay here uh you know w- does that help the, the the guardians in any sort of negotiation uh uh for a a deal just having him being more willing to sign yeah i i think it does joe i mean every time you talk to josh you know he's so excited about having uh, bo his little brother on the same team you know they you know he he you know they get along uh, i think it's a big you know the i think the family enjoys you know both of them playing together uh, you know, I guess it would make it easier on travel, you know, with the family. You only got to go see one team instead of two teams. But, yeah, I think that's uh, that's that's a, a factor in, in the Guardians' favor if, you know, they decide to uh, extend Naylor. Yeah, and, you know, they do have other options, you know, maybe behind him uh, in, in Kyle Manzardo and Davis and De Los Santos. But uh, I would say that he's pretty well staked out his claim to that you know, starting first base and, and middle of the order uh, sort of spot uh, until somebody comes along and, and sort of proves that they're more deserving. Yeah, Joe. I mean, and this, you know, uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, Naylor is only uh, what he's he I think he's 28. He's, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's uh, you know, I mean, he is, you know, I mean, he's he's you know, these it's not like he's 36. You know, it's not like he's so he's you know, he's just if. uh you know, he looks like he he's entering the prime of his career. So, you know, I I think that's that has to you know, uh, you know, way you know that ha- the Indians have to, I mean the Guardians have to factor that in to uh, you know any plans to if they intend to offer him an extension. Yeah, he'll turn 27 uh, in June of of this season. So uh, certainly a, a factor there. Uh, the other guys on this uh, this arbitration list uh, that you know we've talked about. Obviously, uh, Scott Barlow projected at 7.1. They sort of knew that when they acquired him, uh, that they would be taking on a little bit more salary uh, than what was projected for uh, Angel De Los Santos, who was uh, projected in at about 1.2. You know, but they shed salary in terms of uh, Cal Quantrill, who uh, I believe just signed somewhere in the $4 million range with – um the the rockies after the trade there yeah he, he signed joe he signed uh like for 6.55 million okay, uh, with yeah. the rockies yesterday which is just about uh you know the mlb trade projections had him at 6.6 so they didn't miss by much on that one yeah the the other names uh that they that they really should uh, that should keep an eye on or, or be aware of you know obviously james karen there uh 1.9 uh, Sam Hentges and Nick Sandlin are, are both guys that, uh, you know, all three of those guys uh, in, in the bullpen uh, have really been mainstays over the last, you know, two, three years. And, uh, you, you know, maybe some sort of stability and, you know, uh, it, it, that's a, a good thing uh, to have there. Obviously, you saw Trevor Steffen uh, take a deal uh, prior to last season, a uh, long term deal. Uh, you would think that if you've got Stefan from the right side, maybe getting uh, Hentges locked up from the left side uh, could could uh, you know be in the plans for the Guardians as well. Yeah, and uh, you know the thing is, uh, Hentges is only you know it's not that expensive. Uh, same with Sandlin, same with Karen Check. They're all affordable. 
Um, and they've all, you know, shown, you know, they've all, you know, had pitched pretty well, not, not great, not, you know, but they've had their ups and downs, but, you know, they look like they're still young, young guys and they're still growing into those roles in the bullpen. So, you know, you like to keep, you know, have some consistency in the roster, you know, the bullpen is always volatile, of course, but, you know, these guys look like they're still getting better. Well, one of the reasons why, uh, you know, you might not see a lot of long-term extensions or uh, a lot of money spent right now is because there's there's uncertainty uh, because of the the TV contract uh, deal with Diamond Sports, uh, the Bally's deal, uh, and and we have some uh, developments and some news over the last couple of days uh, on that front as well. Uh, so so really, this all this salary arbitration uh, talk is, you know, if if they can figure out what their budget's going to be for the year. And that's a good thing. But uh, the reason why we're not seeing a lot of money being spent is they probably just don't know exactly what their budget's going to be like, uh, you know, uh, for this season. Yeah, Joe, it's, uh, you know, the soap opera continues with Diamond Sports Group slash Bally Sports and uh, Major League Baseball and the uh, 11 teams that have uh, RSNs with Diamond Sports. Um, they had they were supposed to have a meeting uh, yesterday in the bankruptcy court in Houston. You know, it got pushed back 10 days. And uh, the people I talked to think that's a good sign. You know, uh, in December, they had another hearing. Uh, and, and in that hearing, you know, lawyers from from MLB and uh, Diamond told the uh, judge that the framework of a deal is in place. Um you know, that the details still had to be worked out. And, and those details, I guess, are still getting uh, worked on, uh, you know, the, this, you know, headed into, uh, you know, the, you know, the mid, mid to late January. Um, and, you know, the, the, uh, the, the key teams involved in this, Joe, remain the Guardians, the Rangers and the Twins. Now, the Twins deal with uh, Bally's slash uh, diamond sports it, uh, expired at the end of this season this past season and uh, they are you know the, but they're they're re- renegotiating uh w- with diamond and you know so that's that's up in the air and uh you know the guardians and texas you know uh, uh diamond sports group does not want to pay them you know what their contracts are worth they want a, a reduction in 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 the contracts, and that's the uh, sticking point right now. Right. They they want to keep uh, you know making the money off the broadcasts that they would put out there, but they don't want to pay the teams because uh, it, what, what the product is is less valuable now. I mean, the Rangers just won the World Series. You would think that their their value has gone up, not down. Uh, I, I, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And and also the other thing I took away from from your post was. Um, you know, the, the Rangers made what 100 or were supposed to make 120 million and, and the Guardians somewhere between 60 and 65. Uh, just showing the, the discrepancies between the two, uh, the two markets the, themselves as well. So uh, it almost seems like uh, they're, they're trying to nickel and dime here by, uh, you know, not wanting to pay the full uh, value of each of those contracts uh, in, on, on the diamond side of it. And uh, you can understand why the both teams, you know, don't want to take a haircut when it comes to what they're owed from their contracts. Yeah, you know, Diamond has obviously overextended themselves, you know, with the purchase of uh, all these RSNs with the NHL, the NBA, and, and MLB. You know, there's 
uh, you know, more and more of their customers have left, go, you know, cut the cord, the cable cord and gone to streaming. And, uh, you know, that is, they are almost in debt, Joe. They've declared about $9 billion in debt. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, they, um, they could get, they could, uh, get a guardian angel here though. Amazon has expressed interest in purchasing, uh, you know, coming in, forming a partnership with diamond sports, sports group and, uh, and purchasing their RSNs. So we'll see where that goes, but that seems, you know, that seems like a long shot right now. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people following this, uh, you know, see uh, Amazon come in and, realize the the deep pockets and the the big bucks of amazon and and, you know heck we already watch uh, at least one football game a week on uh, on the amazon streaming platform uh those of us who who have and and subscribe and you know pay for prime video uh i i I, it would be wonderful to to see uh all of your your local teams games and you know a a whole bunch of uh, major league baseball games on on amazon or, or available at least through amazon and not really having to, you know, uh, think about adding another uh, subscription plan or adding another, uh, you know, password or anything like that. Uh, that would it would be nice if it was all just included in your Amazon. Uh, you know, maybe somewhere down the line something like that works out, but uh, the powers that be will have to have to get that going uh, at some point as well. Uh, as one, I wanted to let our uh, our listeners know. Uh, obviously, the the minute that we hear something about uh, a contract uh, or uh, arbitration settlements for these these players or anything with the uh, the Guardians uh, TV rights uh, as as that continues to go on uh, we we put it out there on subtext our subscription texting service uh, you can text and chat back and forth with Hoynes and with me uh, $3.99 a month it goes directly to your phone you skip all of the uh, social media apps and all the the headaches with that uh, and and we have a conversation and it's a lot of fun and we also uh, throw out topics for conversation with uh, a lot of our subscribers uh, and you get access to uh, all of our our information first uh, you sign up by going to cleveland.com slash subtext or by sending a text message to 216-208-4346 uh, and we'd love to have you there uh, as well uh want to wrap up uh, uh today's uh podcast with uh, a couple of words about brian rocchio we've been uh, sort of watching as uh, all of the the Guardians players who have gone out and played winter ball, played in the Arizona Fall League, we saw Manzardo and Chase DeLauder, you know, tear it up in the Fall League. Uh, we've seen, uh, a, you know, a, a handful of, uh, of the younger players uh, continue and, and, and get some work in, get some extra at-bats in uh, during winter ball in uh, the Dominican, in the Puerto Rico uh now uh the, sort of the last guy standing the last guy still out there playing is uh Brian Rocchio and he is tearing it up uh in Venezuela it seems like every other day uh he's getting multiple uh, uh you know games where he's on base uh coming up with big hits uh playing shortstop and you know this is a guy who was the AAA uh you know the, the Columbus Clippers uh player of the year uh selected by the team and uh, you know, he's the, the organization's top prospect right now. They've got a log jam, and we've talked about this uh, in, in middle infield at shortstop. Uh, it, it seems like the organization wants Gabriel Arias to be the guy to just take up the position and, and run with it, and, and, and they like him a lot in that spot. But every time Brian Rocchio's gotten a chance to 
to sort of step in there. He's done nothing but hit. He's done nothing but show, uh, you know, with with the exception of one game uh, at third base where he, he had a, a lapse defensively uh, last year, cost him a game with a couple of errors. Uh, you know, he's he's afforded himself pretty solidly uh, when he's had a major league opportunity. Uh, what do you think of, uh, you know, the competition now between uh, Rocchio and, and Gabriel Arias at, at shortstop? Yeah, I think it's serious, Joe. I mean, Rocchio's coming off a solid season. What, he hit 280 at Columbus, 33 doubles, seven home runs, 65 RBIs. Like you said, he he was uh, the team's most valuable, valuable player. Uh, he's followed that up in Venezuela in 20 games. He's hitting 377, uh, uh, you know, with uh, one home run, eight RBIs, 23 hits and 71 at-bats. Um, he's a switch hitter, Joe. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he's encouraged, you know, he, 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 what he, he, I think he played what 23 games with Cleveland last season, you know, 247. And, you know, that's not bad for, for a guy, uh, just, you know, getting started, getting his feet wet. And, uh, the thing I like about him, Joe is, uh, at Columbus, you know, he's a switch hitter. He hit 259 against lefties and 289 against righties. So, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's holding his own there. And, uh, this, he really had a good year at Columbus. Uh, I was looking at the breakdown month by month. He had 359 in April, 299 in May, 329 in July, 290 in August. And then he kind of fell off a little, 235 in, in September. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, this is a guy that's getting better right in front of our eyes to steal a phrase from Terry Francona. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, you know, I think, you know, I think he's, uh, and he had like 299 with runners in scoring position. So, you know, that's a good step. And now he's just got to, you know, make the transition to the big leagues. And, you know, but, and, and, and Cleveland has to decide once and for all what they want to do at shortstop. Mm-hmm. That's uh, this 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 Cleveland shortstop position since since Francisco Lindor was traded away. Uh, it, it's really just been a, a complicated onion with very, very many layers. You had uh, Ahmed Rosario, who seemingly could only play at shortstop. They couldn't move him off of that spot. And, you know, he was only comfortable and productive when he played in that spot. Uh, you had, you know, uh, Andres Jimenez, who, who who basically hit his way into the lineup uh, his rookie season and you know they wanted him to be at, at shortstop but they moved him over there because Rosario they couldn't figure out what to do with him uh, other than have the have him there and that that sort of forced Jimenez uh, to be the the second baseman and now and now he's a platinum glove second baseman and what do you do there do you, do you try to move him back to to shortstop at, at some point where where you know he could, he could probably hold that position down and, and do really good there too uh, but then you've got Arias, who who impacts the ball, uh, you know, better than all these guys. He, he his hard hit percentage is is much better than, and his quality of contact is much better than when he does make contact, and that's the whole problem. Uh, and, and you know, they they sort of want him to be in that spot. His he's got what 99th percentile uh, arm quality, arm strength at at, at shortstop. Uh, so he's sort of the 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 archetype that you want at that position uh but now here comes Rocchio and his time is is arriving and he just seems to me to be the the smoother defender he seems to uh to be the 
the more clutch hitter and the uh, the better quality at bat sort of uh, guy at the plate. And uh, I, I think if you if you put the two Arias and and Rocchio in in head to head competition uh, for that spot, I think over a projected period, uh, a protracted period, I think um, you know Rocchio wins out and gives you you know better numbers in 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 that uh, in that spot. Uh, I, I you know if it were me, if it were March 27th and I was deciding the roster right now. Uh, I'm going with Rokio based on what I've seen up until this point. The two of them could arrive at spring training and go in completely different directions. And, you know, Arias could just win the job outright because we know he hits like a monster in, in Arizona. But uh, it, it, based on the information that I have right now, uh, I'm taking Rokio as, as my starting shortstop. And, oh, by the way, I, I completely not even included, uh, you know, Jose Tena, uh, Tyler Freeman, or uh, Juan Brito, or any of the other options that they might have, uh, Angel Martinez, uh, as as, uh, as guys who uh, you know are also probably in the mix for that spot. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get a look at all these guys in spring training, Joe. But you know, the thing about spring training competitions, you know, you can throw guys out there and say there's a competition for a for a position, and inevitably, you know, no one go, goes out and grabs the position because everyone is trying so hard. I've seen it time and time again. It doesn't matter what position they say is open, you know, and it ultimately comes down to a choice by the front office, the manager in the front office, and the guy they think they they want it all along, you know. it's So I've seen this time and time again, and I just don't know who they want. Do they want Arias or do they want Rocchio or someone? Is it someone else? I, I mean, it just it feels to me like all along they've wanted Arias to just go out there and grab it and take it and run with it. And they just haven't been convinced to this point. And, and now you've got Rokio to factor into the situation. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. You know, Rokio's a switch hitter. They could use some balance in the lineup. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, he doesn't get the bat knocked out of his hand. You know, he's not that big of a guy, but he can swing the bat. He can, you know, he's, you know, he's not defenseless up there. I think he could, you know, he could mature into a pretty good hitter. And, and, and I'll say this, you know, those, uh, those videos on, uh, on, on social, on, on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, uh, where they, they just put like the pitcher in a shadow. Uh, so you, you, you can't see his number, his face or any details, but you're supposed to guess who the pitcher is right. based on his delivery or based on if you did a shadow like that with Rocchio batting from the left or right hand side and Francisco Lindor when he was in his age 23, 24, 25 season, it, the two of them standing at the plate look so similar to me and and their swings and their their approach looks look very similar. Now, I'm not saying that that Rocchio is going to go out and do Francisco Lindor things. But, you know, just from an eye test point of view, uh, I can I can I can see without really seeing, you know, uh, that kind of hitter and that type of hitter. And obviously he's going to have to add some power, add some pop uh, because Lindor did. Uh, but but he grew into that when Lindor first arrived. He wasn't, you know, a, a 30 home run guy the first year. Or so uh, it was like the second or third year. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean. I could see that happening, uh, not, not to put any pressure on Brian Rocchio at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it'll be fun to see what these guys do, what decision the front office makes. 
and uh, just how 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 you know what level of competition you know Arias and and Rokio and Tanya and uh, and uh, you know Tyler Freeman and all those other guys bring bring to uh, bring to the field. All right, Hoinsie, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll check back in with you and wrap up the week uh, tomorrow uh, with another edition right here on Cleveland.com. All right, Joe. 